Welcome to the Real Marathon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best in film each and every week. I'm Rob Carraher. And I'm Danny Carraher. And this week we are continuing on with our uh, horror auteur marathon, but we're moving on to a new director. It seems like it's been a little bit. We kind of have get some some lulls in this process, but we're still on track. So uh, this week we are diving into Alex Garland, um, and this is his third release, Men, and we are going to be working backwards this time to just kind of maybe unpack his films in a little bit different way um, than we have with some of the uh, other films that we've taken a look at. So uh, let's just dive right in. Uh, Danny, did you want to give us a little background on Men? Men is a a really hard movie to describe without giving away what it is about. So I'll keep it pretty simple. It is about a woman who has uh, just experienced a tragedy. And um, that tragedy has propelled her to, um, I think, kind of do some self-exploration. And in part of that self-exploration, she finds herself in a small village as kind of a getaway. She's staying at this house. And um, this these men around her kind of start to do some strange suspect things. Uh, I'll keep it at that. So uh, we'll probably get into some spoilery stuff. I don't know if we want to go full spoilery. Um, I think we can talk about this without doing the full spoilers. Uh, what I will kind of say before I want to hear what your general thoughts are is this is a, a fun director to look at because and we'll, we'll explore this with each one of the movies, but I really think that he does something different with each of his movies. Um, and I know, I, I don't think that you've seen Annihilation yet, but uh, you'll see that that is a distinctly different movie than this and same with uh, the Ex Machina. And so uh, I, from that perspective, I thought this was a cool project, but I think what re- where this really fell short for me was in just the screenplay itself. I felt like it presupposed this really cool metaphor and then it didn't really go anywhere else after that. I know we've already talked about this movie together a little bit, but it's been such a long time since we have that I'm wondering how much that your opinion of it may have changed or if it's still the same. So what, what, did your, what are your thoughts about uh, men? Yeah, one of the interesting things about us talking about this film almost a month after we have seen it um, is that a lot of times I will see a movie and then as I get further away, my thoughts on it evolve a little bit. Um, And especially a movie like Men that seemingly is packed with uh, a lot of interesting things to say. Um, And sometimes I get further away from it uh, some of those things reveal themselves to me and uh, I end up liking the movie more. Um, that is not the case with, with this film. I feel like I feel that I have the same concept or idea of what this movie means as I did as we walked out of the theater that day. Um, and it's because it, it kind of presents itself as being something with a lot to say but in the end has very little to say 
Um, and as you were saying that it, it, it sets itself up in a way where it's like, oh, this, this is going to be interesting as it unfolds. And then it doesn't completely unfold in that way. It, it the, this film to me feels a lot like an M. Night Shyamalan film where it has all this potential and it's like this really interesting idea. It has the intrigue there, but then when it ends, it's like, oh, that's all. That's that's all you this this has. Yeah. There aren't the twists and turns that you're kind of hoping for. Um, and unfortunately, uh, that is the biggest problem with with this movie it's not the sort of movie that you could go around and and uh recommend to people because it's very very strange um and it, it just doesn't have that kind of moment that punches you and it's like oh leaves you um in awe uh so I, well, like you said i haven't seen annihilation yet so i i that is a film that i can't really speak on up to this point um but Ex Machina, when that movie ends, it you kind of feel like you've been hit by something that uh, allows you to um, kind of process. Uh, and you're thinking about it for days afterwards. And yeah. that is just missing from this particular, uh, this particular film. Now, with that being said, I think we would both agree that this is a very ambitious project. Um, the concept, uh, just kind of at face value, is very interesting. And uh, the way that it was presented in the trailer, there's a lot of intrigue there. Um, and and so I think that's maybe something that I didn't say in the synopsis, but do you want to just say like what what is, what is so interesting about this concept, just so that way we clarify what that is? Um the you and you pick this up from if you watch the trailer is that all of these uh, men that are in this community uh, all look very similar. Um, they are all being portrayed by Rory Kinnear, uh, the actor Rory Kinnear, who up to this point, he's been in stuff, but he hasn't really ever had a big starring role. Um, so this is really a showcase for him. Um, but that's what, like, the, there's this creepiness to it. Uh, and it's a very, very intriguing concept. Uh, but like we said, it just, it just doesn't unfold quite the way that I think I, I thought it would. Um, and the way that it does unfold, uh, you're just left, left wanting more. Yeah. So, uh, I'll say this before we kind of push into more specifics about the movie. I gave this a six out of 10. I'll talk about why that is, but the general idea here is I just, I think that the, the ideas are really interesting, but the execution was not there. Um, I'm curious to know what, what did you rank it? I ended up giving it a seven out of 10, which is actually a little bit above uh, the IMDb score, which is a 6.3 and the meta score, which is a 65. Um, I think that it had I been able to give kind of a half, I probably would have been more in that 6.5 range. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I decided that uh, it, it warrants, in my opinion, it warrants more of a seven than it does a six. Um, cool. so we went with, we went with seven here. Awesome. So, uh, in terms of well, I think we'll, we'll end up talking a lot about performances here in just a little bit, but 
the issue that both of us had with it was the screenplay. I want to point out two areas where I think the the screenplay fell apart. We already talked about how the ambitious concept alone was maybe an issue for the story, but it again, it kind of comes down to the execution. I felt like the maybe after the initial like 10 minutes of the movie, there's a seat, there's a part of the movie that kind of just drags and it feels like we're just taking a little bit too much time. The the great part about that, those moments is they have these really beautiful shots like of scenery and things, but I don't know how much that ended up giving to the movie. Um, and there's definitely like some Garden of Eden type of, I think, illusions, I think that, and I think that's what they're doing with that sequence but I don't, I'm not fully sure. I'm not confident. And it feels like I should be feel more confident about that in some ways Um, that there's some kind of fantastical things that go on. And I think she like breathes something in, in that sequence that I'm kind of like, I don't really know what to make of that whole thing. And maybe you have some ideas about it that I don't know, but um, so that was one issue. Uh, And before I talk about the other one, I'm curious, did you kind of have the same reaction? Yeah, that's exactly. So as the movie's playing out, there's these moments where uh, Garland as a filmmaker is kind of uh, locked on to some of these images of nature and, um, as you said very very beautiful imagery uh and as as it's unfolding i'm like oh this is going to have a purpose this is going to uh be here for a reason that we will see as the movie concludes and uh yeah you're right it's absolutely beautiful and uh alex garland has a great eye Um, But it's almost as if he added this into his film so that he can showcase his abilities as a as a filmmaker um, without really a a strong connection between why he is doing it and the story that he is telling. Um, And and so, yeah, I agree that uh, there there is a section that even though it was super interesting as it was playing out because it felt like it was leading to something, um, kind of taking a step back and looking at this as a whole, it doesn't quite fit. It just doesn't quite fit with the, the tone and speed of the, the rest of the film. And so, uh, yeah, it just more seems like a showcase for for Alex Garland, the filmmaker, um, rather than Alex Garland, the screenwriter. And I think that's maybe it, something that we should come back to with other movies, too, is to what degree is he a, as a director? Because he's in a tour, you know, and is, is this is his storytelling a platform for his filmmaking ability or is he trying to tell a singular good story you know and uh in this particular case i would say that that like your your critique of that is pretty spot on that it's more of feels like he gets kind of he gets it it gets away from him in some ways um the other area of the movie was the end and what i'll say is i I think what i ultimately felt was that it became kind of this uh in 
what do they call those like the those movies where people are trying to break in you know like like a, a uh invasion movie i don't know yep. home invasion movie and uh that's what i was looking for and it kind of had like a slasher element to it and it felt like the tone shift it in a weird way and then the strangest part of the movie happens during that sequence and that is interesting but i also like don't think it really said much you know and yeah. uh it, it just felt clumsy and messy in the in the last 20 minutes i would say yeah i uh... What I think this might be a good place for us to even talk about um, Stephen King's different levels of horror here, yeah. Uh, because I I think this is maybe a little bit where the the film falls apart. Um, I think there are elements uh, of each of these levels, um, but when the movie matters the most, he really leans heavily on that first level of gross out. Mm -hmm. um and kind of the gore aspect of this and it he almost gives us too much to the point where we no longer really care about the gross out part of it um and we're now just kind of disturbed by the fact that this just continues to happen um and and it like they it, it almost like I, let's take a film like Titan. Uh, to tan there's a kind of shocking image but uh du Cornell, uh only gives us a very small few seconds of that image right um, and so it works in that way and like that's kind of what she allows you to see as you are ending the movie whereas garland in this film he gives it to you to the point where it's like, okay, I've now adjusted to the fact that this is what I am seeing. This is actually what yeah. I am seeing. And now that ship has sailed. Right. Yeah. And I was, I had thought about the three levels with gore, the fantastical horror element, and then terror, what you don't really see there. And it, like you said, it has all of those, but I came away with it feeling like this wasn't that scary of a movie, even though it had all of those things. And it almost, like you said, they show you so much. It's it you, you just get used to it. And it's, I would compare it to like, this is a totally different movie. But the, when you said that, this came to mind. 2001 A Space Odyssey is there's a sequence where you're just like kind of floating through space for like multiple minutes. And you just kind of sit there and you're thinking, this is really strange. I've never seen anything like this. But you kind of, and I know people love that movie, but it kind of, I don't know. I kind of am taken out of it in that moment. Cause I'm not, I'm kind of like, why are we doing this? Why, what purpose does this serve? It gives you too much time to ask those questions, I think. Um, and uh, the, the uh, sequence I will say is one in which you will have never seen in a movie for sure. So yeah. I'll give I'll give credit to him th there that <laughs> this is something that has never been shown before on on screen. But I also think you know you even if they decided to focus on Jesse Buckley's performance in reaction to what was going and not show that, that's not something that I mean you might be scared of it, but you might be just kind of freaked out or disgusted, which isn't the same thing as fear, you know. Yeah, and so. 
I, I just, I think it almost was lean too hard on the strange to be horror. And maybe that that's the question we need to come to is, is this movie supposed to be a horror movie? Um, I think that it is. Uh, I think that that is the genre. It fits most uh, firmly within. I mean, it, it, there's some sci-fi elements, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think sci-fi and horror, sometimes there's kind of this blurred line. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I haven't seen Annihilation, but it feels like that probably leans a little bit more on the sci-fi side of things, as well as Ex Machina also leans more on yeah. that sci-fi um, side of things. Uh, this one feels more horror, um, if you ask me. Even if in the end we both kind of agree that it is maybe not as effective as it is trying to be, um, I still do believe this movie is firmly a horror movie. Yeah, and I, I would agree with you just out of the fact that I, I don't know what else to say it is. You know, I, I don't know how else to categorize it. And that's a cool thing to have for a movie is to feel like it you kind of it defies genre yeah but at the same time it is then really hard to kind of judge it in a way you know it's hard to kind of decide okay well did this do and 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 because it didn't really have an impact in a really strong way it's you kind of have to judge it based on genre then well, and it fails there it's something know? that maybe we we haven't touched on as much is that there's this tragedy and we won't we won't go into detail necessarily on that tragic part of that um to me it doesn't really it, it tries to kind of fit into what's happening in this village and it just it, it it's either too on the nose or it's not close enough you know i agree yeah which is a weird thing it feels like it like it it should have gone further in a weird way or it should have been more realistic in a way you know right right and so then you start to lose kind of well what is garland actually trying to say here um because it's like he's going in that direction the entire movie and then he starts to kind of pull back on it a little bit um and yeah this is a movie where i think you end it ends and i don't know if we talked about this but i i do think kind of think of like what how much of the movie is real or like i know it's not real but i'm just saying like right. in the story of the movie yep. how much is supposed to be real to her is it in her head right. you know things like that and yeah, because that could be an interpretation of this is that much of what we are seeing is just in her head but in that case he needed to take it even further and uh really have her kind of go down this spiral um, well and the thing that they have an element she has a friend that she communicates with and that really grounds it in reality yeah and you kind of almost expect more to come from that reality piece but you're kind of left hanging at the end and so yeah um yeah you're right uh and yeah i think we're i think that i would make the argument that this is supposed to be a film that is grounded in reality mm-hmm. um and there are elements such as that friend that uh help ground it in reality um and i 
it, it'd almost be better if that friend wasn't part of the story, uh, simply to kind of keep you guessing. Like yeah. we think about um, the lighthouse, the lighthouse. That movie gets over, and you're not really sure if any of it's real, um, if any of right. it's actually taking place. Um, and that's part of what makes that that film so effective is uh, it gets over it, it. Your mind keeps on kind of like clicking and, and trying to make some sense of, well, do I understand this film completely? Um, and that's not what men does. <laughs> men right. is uh, you, you get done with it. You're like, yep, I understand it. And I didn't care for it at yeah. from a story standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, from, we've clearly kind of established that there's, there's pretty glaring issues with the story, even though we liked some of the ideas, what would you say uh, about the performances in this movie? Um, this is really a two actor uh, film. There are some other people in it. Their performances don't really matter that much um, in terms of, my appreciation of what's taking place here. Um, but I think the two performances are very, very good. Um, and it's kind of, I think a little bit of a shame that, especially for Rory Kinnear, cause I, I, Jussie Buckley, she is fine. She's going to continue to get great work and she's going to continue to be amazing because I think that she is probably one of the best, uh, working actresses today. Um, but for Rory Kinnear, like this was his shot to really become kind of a star, I think. And uh, just because the movie hasn't done particularly well, <laughs> excuse me, um, Bless just you. because the uh, movie hasn't done particularly well, that doesn't necessarily bode well for him, but he is great. Like the, the way that he uh can be both this main character that he plays. Let's first of all, first of all, talk about the main character that yeah. he plays. This character is both uh, friendly and creepy at the same time. And yeah. that's kind of a hard thing to nail. And yep. he gets it right so well. Uh, yep. like it just, you, you don't know the entire movie whether or not you should trust him and you want to keep trusting him because he does have that friendly demeanor. Um, but then there's just this kind of weird eeriness about him from the get go uh, that, that kind of keeps you unsettled. And so right. his performance is really kind of what sells you on this movie the whole yeah. way through. Uh, and to be completely honest, I probably would have actually liked a little bit more of him. I, I have the same exact feelings about it. I, I think, like you said, with the main character, I, it's definitely the most prevalent with that main character, how he, you're, you kind of don't know what, whether or not to trust him. I think there's an element of that with some of the other characters he plays too, particularly the like pastor type character that he plays. Yeah. Um, and there's more clear kind of, I mean, at the end, there's a very clear kind of idea of whether or not you should trust him. Um, yeah. But I, I won't say whether that's uh, what, what the case is there. Uh, the, um, I, I think that, again, it is a, a sort of a situation where I just think that the actors are better than this story, you know? And 
I, I really felt like Jesse Buckley was kind of above this in, in some ways. It's a great to see her in it and she helps make it good. But like, I, I don't think that she does like it. Well, her best work in it, you know, I, I don't think, it, and I, th- I think it's because the story doesn't lend itself to it. Yeah. It doesn't showcase her abilities. Like I think about um, a movie like the lost daughter, where even though her screen time was significantly less than it is in this film, um, that fil- that film allows her to really showcase what she can do uh, so, so well. And there just isn't, the full uh, kind of the layers here. Uh, I think there's one scene that's kind of a flashback um, that really allows her to showcase her ability to uh, really act and kind of takes uh, her emotions to an extreme level. Um, And I think that that is probably the best showcase that we get for her um, in the film. But uh, some of it, too, is that she she puts forth a really great performance, but because the film doesn't make a ton of meaning of why she is doing some of the things that she is doing, um, it takes a little bit away from um, some of those moments that I think are really good. Yeah, you can't appreciate it in the way that you'd like to. And you talked about that flashback scene. Those, that aspect of the story is really interesting. I just think that the dialogue was actively bad during those scenes. And, or maybe too, I I don't know if that actor was very good. The actor who who played her husband. I mean, Um, we didn't get a good, honestly, we just didn't get a good enough uh, showcase of what it could, what he can do, but um, that could be part of the problem too, is that it's, don't have that history. Well, and, and, but then like you think about the sequences with Rory Kinnear and her, how that, that definitely those scenes were tense and, you know, and I, I found those to be really interesting. Uh, whereas the other ones had some interesting aspects in terms of, a cool story idea. I just felt like they were, they kind of were executed well. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, those are the actors in the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. There might be maybe two other female actors that show up. Uh, one is a cop who sh- is in it shortly. And then her friend who's yep. briefly, briefly in it. Right. So. Not nothing, nothing to write home about. Um, I do want to talk is we kind of, I think, I think we've said a lot about these performances here. Um, but I want to transition to some of the, uh, the film work that was done here. Um, and overall, I think the, the film looks pretty good. There is some uh, visual effects that I think kind of maybe look a little off, um, in particular, uh, Rory Kinnear, one of the characters that he plays is a youth and it looks a little funky. (laughs) Um, And part of it, I would say that's fine. That's the only one of the visual effects that I thought was, didn't really work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's also, there's some gore stuff that looks a little funky, I think. Uh, But overall, I don't really have a problem with it. Um, It's just creative choice. Yeah. Um, But, uh, 
it's not an overly uh visual effect type film like i don't think there's a ton of extra effects that are beyond what he captures with the camera um except for a key sequence in the movie yeah except for except (laughs) for a key sequence yeah (laughs) um yeah you're right uh other than that though the rest of the movie is you know alex garland doing what he does best and uh just giving us a very aesthetically pleasing um, view of this area. Part of it's the, the village and the grounds that she is staying on are very, very beautiful. And so it would be a waste to not showcase that. Um, and uh, then there's some just kind of different things with uh, uh, nature, um, some some things with flowers, some things with decaying animals, um, stuff like that, that uh, are very interesting as a viewer for the way he captures them are, are very, very interesting. And so mm-hmm. I, as, as a, uh, somebody who has a keen eye for how to capture uh certain things alex garland that that is what he's very very good at um and so i have i have no problem at all there i think the film sounds really good um it looks very good and uh yeah with our um our our performances there there are a lot of things to really like about this movie yeah i i would agree with you in terms of just the the way that he captures things in this movie, they reminded me of two directors. And I actually think these two directors are better directors and capture better, but it was reminiscent of this. Koganato is the first one. There's some things that felt Koganato-esque specifically. Uh, I was thinking of after Yang and maybe there's some recency bias there. Um, but I was thinking, man, these are really like picturesque and especially the way he uses color. There's kind of a vibrant aspect. And that's something that we'll definitely talk about with Annihilation is there's some definitely like very overly vibrant colors going on. And then the other one is David Lowry, uh, a ghost story. And what I actually think it might be is it is a, it might actually be more of an editing choice that both of these directors have because they have very slow deliberate edits and i think when we're thinking about the best cinematography in this movie we're thinking about that sequence i talked about earlier where it's her exploring kind of this landscape i mean i think that's the that is the best filmmaking in the entire movie but maybe i i maybe you would disagree no no i i agree with that and then there's just some kind of almost uh kind of throwbacks to those moments uh yeah. a bit later where we kind of get that that same feel or tone um in in some kind of in-between moments later as well so yeah i agree though that that's where he is at his best another thing that he does that actually is a pretty good horror trope in this movie is he does stuff where like you as the audience see it but the character doesn't yeah and yeah, the, that is impressive in terms of like the cinematography, the actual like moving of the camera and where the actors are placed. Um, and I thought that 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 sequence was really good too. Uh, there's maybe two in the movie like that. 
words yeah. on that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, he he has an eye for horror. Um, and maybe this is a, an idea where we can maybe talk about just briefly here before we close things out. Um, what do you want to see Alex Garland do next? And for me, he, so far he's written all three of these films. I'd like to see him do a film written by somebody else mm. um, and a, a work with a, a screenwriter who uh, wants to kind of work within the genres that he feels comfortable working within. Um, but then he can just focus on bringing that script to life rather than uh, having to, to write his own. Um, and so I, I, I'd like to see him try something that's not just him as the screenwriter. Yeah. I think that that's a really good point is I, I think he's a better filmmaker than he is a storyteller uh and what i mean writing the story um i think that would be good i definitely would like to see i know he's he has been more grounded in the sci-fi world i would like him to move into something different uh and and i know that's a shtick so stick with what you you're good at you know but it'd be cool to see him do maybe a drama or something like that just to see what he can do there because he he is good at capturing these tense moments between actors really well. And he gets good actors in his movies. Uh, in Annihilation, it's Oscar Isaac and Natalie Portman. And uh, the ex Machina movie, that's Oscar Isaac. And uh, her name is escaping me now. Alicia Vikander. Alicia Vikander. And Donald Gleason is not a top tier actor, but I like his performance in the movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I think that a drama with these big actors, some something like that, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I and we'll, obviously we're going to explore this more as we move into his other films, which uh, I my gut tells me, um, at least for you, that the other two films you liked better uh, than this one. So we'll kind of unpack that a little bit as we get there and then we'll see what I think of Annihilation. But um, just because this one didn't hit for us, I think that there is enough there where it's not as if we're going to say, oh, Alex Garland isn't as good as we thought he was. Um, I still think that there is a lot there to like and that it gives promise for projects in the future. Um, And the thing about uh, when you are somebody that is creative like Alex Garland and likes to work with kind of the um, bizarre, uh, it's not always going to hit right. Um, And so I I do want to give credit to the fact that this was a very ambitious concept um, and that it's not something that uh, is easy to land. Um, and, and we, I think, would agree that it didn't quite land. But um, I am willing to give some credit there uh, for, for what he attempted to, to try to pull off with this movie. Yeah, absolutely. And um, just as a preview for the upcoming movies we'll look at, uh, I am very excited to talk about annihilation with you it's a movie i haven't watched since i saw it in theaters so i'm very excited to rewatch it and see if 
my feelings towards it have changed or what I, I might find that I totally forgot about certain aspects of it. But, and then of course, Ex Machina, I'm very pumped to talk about that. I, I'm going to talk about this when we do the podcast, but it's a, I would say it, it, I saw it at a time that was like pretty important for my movie uh, fan experience. Uh, so I'm very excited to talk about those. All right, cool, cool. Um, so right now, Men is not available anywhere. Uh, it has moved out of the theaters, but I presume that it will be available to rent on demand um, here pretty quickly, or it will get picked up by uh, one of the streaming services relatively quickly. So if you are interested in seeing something that's pretty wild, um, isn't the best thing, but does have some some kind of interesting aspects to it, Uh it's, it's worth checking out. Uh, just don't go in with super high expectations that it's going to blow you away by any means. Um, and that, that is men. So next week, uh, we're going to try to get back on a weekly schedule here now that some things have kind of settled. Uh, but next week, we will be moving into our discussion on Annihilation. Um, as we continue forward with our marathon. So until then, have a great week. See you later.